I remember going to church as an adult, right, for the first time when I started going to church. And I would walk in, and the pastor was like, he said, I want you to pray with your neighbor. And I'm like, well, my neighbor don't go to this church. I don't know if you want me to, you want me to call my neighbor on the phone? That's creepy. I ain't going to do that. Right, then they explained to me, right, your neighbor is a person sitting next to you. Listen, I'm brand new at this Christian stuff. I don't, not, I didn't even know you're supposed to pray out loud, let alone with this lady. I don't even know this lady. What am I supposed to pray about? Lord, help these bumps go down on this lady's face. I don't know what to, what to pray about. I don't know what I'm supposed to pray about, right? She went first. She was praying all good, and she must have been John the Baptist's little sister or something. She was like, dear Heavenly Father, you said in your word in the sixth chapter, the third, third verse of the book of Matthew, the 601st word on page 1248. Lord, you said, but seek. S is in search. E is in everywhere. E is in excellent. K is in kingdom. You're the Alpha Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. I'm thinking, man, she even know his nicknames. <laughs> now, it's my turn to pray, right? But I don't got the spiritual vocabulary to just, but I'm not going to let her out pray me. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, God, first of all, you are good people. You know, you are good, Lord. You are good. You were good to the last drop, Lord. Because, um, Lord, I, I just got to obey my thirst, Lord. You know, because choosy moms choose Jesus. So, Lord, because, you know, as the, as the rocket's red glare, Lord, it gave proof to the night, Lord. I believe I can fly, amen. How many of you can relate to that? <laughs> um, have you ever struggled with prayer? Maybe felt intimidated um, when you knew you needed to pray in front of someone. Um, maybe in regard to prayer, um, you're just not motivated, too busy, there's so much going on, not sure if it really does anything. Do you feel like you're talking to yourself? We're going to talk about that today. So um, I think it's appropriate in talking about prayer that we open with prayer. Join me, please. Dear Lord, thank you for being here with us. Lord, uh, we just um, recognize it's an amazing privilege to partner with you in prayer. Lord, I ask that you form in our lives a commitment, a confidence in the power of prayer. Lord, I pray that we would receive from you today and that we would be people of prayer. May your will be done today here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. So what is prayer? Prayer is simply communication with God. Prayer is talking to God in an ordinary way about ordinary lives using our ordinary words. You know, um, prayer should just be uh, talking with a friend. Actually, sometimes talking to God is easier than talking with a friend. Sometimes when we're talking with people, we have these ideas in our minds about, 
oh, what if I say it the wrong way and they're not going to really understand what I'm trying to say? Well, God knows your heart. You can just come to him with anything. He knows what you're thinking. And it's just, a, a prayer is just a way of communicating with him. And you can do it anywhere, any place, anywhere, anytime. Um, so as I was preparing this message, I was um, just trying to list some reasons that I thought Christians don't pray. And as I was making my list, I was thinking, I would love to know what other people think about this. You know, what, what, are, you, what are some real reasons um, people don't pray? And so I thought I would do a survey. So I came up with this real simple um, survey online. I posted it on Facebook and emailed it to a few friends. And I was hoping to get, you know, maybe 30 responses to the survey. So I would have, you know, a, a good list of, of ideas to pull from. Well, over 160 people responded to, to that. I was just amazed. And it was just so great to see the... Um, just see what people were thinking about prayer. So um, I love data, so I'm going to geek out on you a little bit. I've got some pie charts here. So um, the first one is why Christians don't pray. And and in this chart, it shows over 75% of people basically believe that prayer is not important. It's not a priority in their lives. The other reasons that had smaller percentages um, were that people were afraid to pray, um, no intimacy with God, uh, they feel unworthy, they've had lots of unanswered prayers, or they don't know how to pray. Well, this 75% um, that felt like the top reason Christians don't pray, um, that section was that they believe prayer is not important. So I broke that down based on the answers. And here's another chart that shows the different categories within the reasons prayer isn't important to people. So um, the two biggest categories were that they don't think prayer works, and the other is being too busy or distracted. Some of the other reasons were they just were independent, just felt like they didn't need the help. Um, also, just laziness, apathy, um, and uh, just no interest in it. So, so this was really interesting to me and encouraged me that, that this is something we need to talk about. We need to get, um, get that in our minds, the importance of prayer. So this next slide, I, I want to point out to you, why do we pray? Why should we pray? And first of all, God tells us to pray. Um, we find that in Luke 18, verse 1, and Philippians 4, 6. I'm going to go through this um, pretty quick because there's some other points later in the message I want to spend some time on. Um, so God tells us to pray. Another reason is Jesus modeled it. That's found in Matthew 26, 39, Luke 2, 34, Mark 1, 35. We see this um, throughout the description of Jesus's life that he prayed. And if Jesus needed pray, prayer, certainly we need to pray. Um, also, prayer is effective. You know, the scripture is clear. James 4.2 and James 5.16. Um, Acts 12.5-11 is just a great passage about how Peter uh, was in prison and um, the, the ruler intended to kill Peter. And the, 
church prayed, the the people prayed, and uh, Peter was released. Now, um, how many of you have seen this before? Um, this phrase, prayer changes things. Well, that's, that's awesome. I believe prayer changes things. But look at this. Have you ever seen it like this? Prayer changes things, and then things is crossed out, and me is written in above it. Like prayer, the implication is prayer doesn't really change things. It changes me. Well, that's, um, that's true. You know, prayer does change us as we submit ourselves to the Lord, as we humble ourselves. But really, you know, um, prayer changes things. Prayer changing me is, is a side effect. You know, if you look at the whole of Scripture, you just see over and over again how prayer changes things and how we're called to pray. Um, there are so many if-then statements in the Scripture about um, the power of prayer. And I'm sure most of you are familiar with this passage, Second um, Chronicles 7.14, you know, where if my people who are called by my name, you know, will pray, will humble themselves, will seek my face, and, and it goes on to say, I'll heal their land, you know, I'll answer their prayer, I'll hear them. And the, the Word of God is just filled with these conditional statements that if the people pray, then, the, then things are going to change. Other reasons that we pray is because communication is key to relationship. And we have a relationship with the Lord. And how can we maintain that relationship with the Lord if we don't have prayer, if we're not talking to him? Um, and then here is the final one where I want to spend some time. Um, why pray? Because God needs prayer. So um, God doesn't need prayer like I need prayer. Like, like I'll call people some days, text them and say, I need prayer today. Um, you know, I can tell I, I'm just not in the right place mentally and spiritually. I need prayer. Well, that's not the kind of, that's not the manner in which God needs prayer. So look at this. Why is prayer so important? God needs us to partner with him through prayer to see his will done on earth. So I want to um, work through this with you. And I'm convinced that God um, has, has arranged things, has put things in place on earth so that he needs us to pray in order to see what he wants done on earth. This is a challenging um, statement, right? Um, if God is all-powerful, does he need our prayers to change the world? So God is all-powerful. But we can't assume um, that we know what this practically means. Uh, when we think of power, when we think of someone on the earth that is powerful, say, say a dictator of a country who, you know, they make commands and it's done. Um, everyone obeys the ruler, the leader, the one with all the authority. Um, there is forced obedience from, from the one in power. Well, God's power doesn't look like that. You know, when we look at Scripture, um, we, we see God's power demonstrated in a very different way than what we would um, consider as, as we 
think of um, humans on earth that have great power. Um, The power of God is demonstrated in Jesus. Um, Consider this. Jesus is the image of God. We we find that in Colossians 1.15. And and Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus was uh, the image of God on earth. So when God demonstrates his power, sometimes it looks like Christ crucified. It doesn't make sense to our natural minds that Christ has more power than the ones who crucified him. Uh, God's power is not in that he's a puppet master, where he directs everything that goes on on earth. Rather, his power is demonstrated in his loving self-sacrifice. He shares everything with his people, even his authority and influence. So, still, you might be saying, can't God do what he wants without us? Well, let's look in Scripture. It appears that God has in some way restricted himself to operating on the earth through mankind. Consider this. In 1 Kings chapter 18, uh, God wanted rain. There had been a drought in the land. Um, he, it was his idea to send rain. And he told Elijah, and Elijah prayed. Now, the, it was God's idea, but the rain didn't just happen until Elijah prayed. In fact, Elijah had to pray seven times for what God wanted done to be done. Elijah prayed. He looked for a cloud, looked for evidence of rain, didn't find it, came back and prayed again and repeated that cycle until he saw a cloud in the sky and knew it was going to rain. So God wanted rain. Elijah prayed. And there was rain. This um, uh, story is referenced in the New Testament in James 5, verses 16 through 18. Um, it talks about how Elijah was a man like us with a nature like ours, and he prayed uh, for the rain and it rained. And so in James, it's, t- it's really speaking to the power we have in prayer, that we have that shared authority with God. Okay, consider this in Daniel chapter 9. Um, it's clear that God wanted Jerusalem restored. This was written through a prophet, and Daniel read the prophecy and knew it was time um, for Jerusalem to be restored. Daniel prayed, and Jerusalem was restored. So here we see God wanted it, Daniel prayed, and it happened. Well, look at the other side. Here's a situation uh, where God wanted something and no one prayed. We find this in Ezekiel 22, verses 29 through 31. So um, Ezekiel 22 talks about just the wickedness that was in Israel and the judgment that was coming upon Israel. And God, in these verses, is saying that he, he wanted to spare Israel. He looked for someone to stand in the gap, but he couldn't find anyone. And so Israel was destroyed. So in this case, God wanted something. He could not find anyone to pray. And God um, was not able to spare the nation of Israel. 
In Genesis chapter 18, we also see another situation where a person is interceding with God for a city. We find in this passage that Abraham is standing in the gap for Sodom. And this is where Abraham is talking to God and is saying, you know, won't you spare this city if you find 50 righteous people? And Abraham negotiates and, and keeps lowering the number down to 10. And this is Abraham standing in the gap for the city of Sodom. Well, it ended up that the city was destroyed because there were not 10 righteous people found. But we see this, um, this story of someone standing in the gap for a nation. Or for a city. Um, Also consider this. You know, when we think about can't God do what he wants without us? Consider this. Jesus was a man. God so um, uh, is committed to doing things through men on earth that he sent Jesus as a man in order to do what we could not do for ourselves. This, to me, really speaks to God's commitment to working through mankind on earth. It seems that God had to work through a man, so he sent Jesus um, to bear our burden, to um, pay the price for our sin, and to make a way for us to be reconciled with God. Consider this quote. God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. This is a statement from John Wesley. He was a a famous evangelist from the 18th century, um, a leader, a a founder of the Methodist Church. And he is said to have spent two hours in prayer every day. God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. Uh, listen to this next quote. This is from E.M. Bounds, who was a minister um, in the, toward the end of the 19th century. He says, God shapes the world by prayer. The more prayer there is in the world, the better the world will be, the mightier the forces against evil. I want you to know you are a decision maker who has an influence on how things go on the earth. We walk in an in a authority that God shares with us. He invites us to partner with him. Um, consider this, James 5.16 says, The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The Greek word that's translated effective here is energeo, and that's where we get our word energy from. But also in that um, verse, the verb accomplish, or, or the words accomplish much, that is also from a, a uh, root um, that is from the same word, energo. And so um, the way the translation read was, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. We could say this another way. The energetic prayer of a righteous man can energize much. Um, Your prayers are powerful. God invites you to partner with him in your prayers. Let me say, don't let the, the words righteous man throw you off. If you've said yes to Jesus, you are righteous. You are able to pray those effective prayers that accomplish much.
Um, you know, sometimes we hear people say with a sigh, all we can do is pray. <laughs> oh, I, I just, that makes me cringe when I hear that. <laughs> all we can do is pray. You know, we can pray. Prayer changes things. We can bring heaven to earth through our prayers. Um, consider this. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 9. It says, we are God's fellow workers. Now, the Greek word that's translated into fellow workers is synergos, and it means with work, with energy. Um, it comes from that same root of the other Greek word we were looking at. And so synergos is to partner in labor, to put forth power together. So that's what we're, we are. We are God's fellow workers. We are the ones partnering with God to put forth power together. Isn't that a great description of what we do in prayer? Um, God set up creation so that we are empowered to genuinely affect our world. And this isn't something he came up with after Jesus um, came on the earth. It's from the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, beginning in verse 26, um, it talks about God said he made mankind. And he said, uh, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea. From the very beginning, God gave man authority on the earth and God made a commitment to work through man on the earth. I want you to hear this. Things hang in the balance on whether God's people pray or not. So the point here is, um, let's see, I want to make sure we understand there's interactivity with God. There's a ditch on either side that we need to avoid. On one side is the view that God is sovereign, he's in control, everything that happens is his will, so why pray? You know, prayer's not really important. Maybe it changes me, but it doesn't really change anything else. So um, whatever happens is God's will. God is good, so he's going to make good decisions. If something bad happens, it's probably because we didn't understand, and God's ways are higher than our ways, so we're just going to trust. Um, so one, one, at, one side is that God's in control. There's nothing we can do. The other ditch that you can get into is that everything depends on you and what your prayer is and the faith that you have in the words that you say. Um, you can get off on this ditch and take on the burden of the world. But here's, here's the thing. There, there's no formula to follow. Um, you want to have a relationship with Jesus, with the Lord. He calls us um, to come to him to discern what his will is, to ha- be in communication with him. And when we know his will, to speak it out, to pray it out. Um, there's this interactivity between God and man um, that as we come to know his will and pray, we can see his will done on earth. We pray because God has told us that he wants to partner with his bride, his church. Um, his bride is everyone who said yes to Jesus. God shapes the world through prayer. The more prayer there is, the more of God's kingdom is brought into this world. So, why is prayer so important? God needs us to partner with him through prayer to see his will done on earth. 
Um, this is 1 John five fourteen through 15. It says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that we have the requests that we've asked of him. The implication here is clearly that if we don't pray, we don't receive. I challenge you to, uh, to pray, to know that your prayers accomplish much. I want to mention unanswered prayer. You know, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that every time you pray, you're going to see the prayer answered the way you expect it to be answered. Um, there are a lot of reasons for unanswered prayer. Um, I'm not going to go into all of this in this message, but I just want to mention sometimes we pray and it's not according to God's will. Um, how many of you are thankful that God didn't answer some prayers that you prayed? I look back and I'm like, I am just like, thank you, God, you did not answer that prayer. My life could have been derailed <laughs> if God had answered a prayer I prayed um, years ago. Um, sometimes there's spiritual warfare that we don't see that keeps um, that our prayer from being unanswered. In Jan- Daniel chapter 10, we, we read where Daniel was praying and um, we, we see this description of spiritual war, um, a spiritual battle going on that Daniel wasn't aware of that kept his answer from coming to him for 21 days. So sometimes there's spiritual warfare that we're not aware of. Um, Also, double-mindedness can keep our prayers from being answered. That's found in James chapter 1. In Hebrews 11.6, it talks about faith, that whoever comes near to God, you know, when we come to him and and pray that we need to have faith, we need to believe. So, and, and there are other reasons. Sometimes we just don't understand. There's things I've prayed for, it just makes no sense that the prayer wasn't answered. And I want to encourage you that your prayers are powerful and we need to continue to persist in prayer. Um, in Matthew 6.10, this, this is a part of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is what Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Your kingdom come, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is agreeing with God to bring his will on earth as it is in heaven. To the extent that God's will is being done on earth, that's the extent that God's kingdom has come to earth. Um, in, in 2 Corinthians one twenty, it says, For all the promises of God have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Um, this idea of yes and amen, it, it's the idea that God has made a promise. He said, yes, this is my will. This is what I want done. And we, in turn, say amen, uh, which basically means yes, Yes, Lord, Um, we pray it out, we speak it out on earth, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God needs us to partner with him through prayer to see his will done on earth. We pray because things genuinely hang in the balance over whether we pray or not. I have been so encouraged in the last few years talking with people who have prayed over Thomasville. Um, and as God has just put 
uh, Thomasville in my heart just to intercede for his plans and purposes, that his will will be done in Thomasville, in this region, um, as it is in heaven. And as I've talked to some intercessors, I've been so encouraged. Um, I've talked with people who moved to Thomasville in the 70s because the Lord directed them here. And they have been interceding over Thomasville, um, praying for for what God put on their hearts to pray um, for these decades. And I, I come, I grew up in a church that was established in the early 1800s in Thomasville. And people... Um, in that church have been praying through um, the the decades um, over you know almost two centuries now um, uh, over this this city and people coming to the Lord in this city um, we we just have this uh, rich heritage in this area of prayer and we can come into agreement with these prayers that have been prayed for decades over our city um, and I'm so encouraged about what God is doing. We have um, the power to partner with God to pray and bring his kingdom into our lives, into our city, um, into our families. Um, So how do we do this? Um, What are the practical things? Um, I've I've laid it out as ready, set, go. Ready is is prepare. If, If you don't know how to pray, get help. You know, we have people on the altar ministry team that pray every week with people after service. Come and get prayer. Come and ask them to agree with you in prayer about something that's on your heart. And get around people who pray. Um, come to Monday night prayer here. Um, the, the prayers get together um, at 7 o'clock every Monday night. You don't have to speak out loud if you don't want to. You can come and just listen to the prayers of faith, and you will be so encouraged as you hear the testimonies of God's answered prayer, and as you hear um, the confidence, you'll just be stirred up by the confidence um, that that we have in the power of God to answer prayer. Um, so that's ready, ready, set. You know, set a time, make the time, put an appointment on your calendar, um, get up fifteen minutes earlier and pray. Um, Put a note on your dashboard. Remind yourself to pray. Prayer is powerful. And then go. Ready, set, go. Just do it. Things hang in the balance. Your prayers are powerful. God can use you to move heaven and earth. So here's the conclusion. God needs prayer. Will you pray? I want to lead us in a prayer right now. Lord, I lift up everyone who is gathered here, and I pray for everyone who will listen or hear this. God, we just want to be a people who you can use to move heaven and earth, that you can use to bring your kingdom on earth. Lord, I pray that every person uh, will realize the, um, the authority that you've given them and your desire to partner with them. I pray, Lord, that you would give them a vision for what your will, what the kingdom looks like in their families, what your will looks like in their work and in their cities, God. Lord, I pray that you would give them um, that clarity of what your will is, and they would have the confidence to pray it out, um, to persevere, and to see your kingdom, to see your will done in their lives and in their families. I pray for every parent and grandparent 
um, that are listening and that they would know the power of their prayers over their family and the authority that they have over their family and over their children. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for stirring us up. Lord, I pray that we would be a people who believe that you work through prayer. I pray that we would be a people that would, um, that would so have confidence in your ability to work through our prayers that we would make it a priority, that, that we would live our days um, seeing your will come on earth. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.